Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. And we hope you hate defense and love wide receivers. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the original Mike Leach Big 12 truther. And with me, as always, is AJ, the magician of Morgantown Marchese. It's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. Today, we're going to continue our summer scouting series with a conference that's all gas and no breaks. The Big 12. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Big 12 season. Where would you rank the Big 12 among Power 5s just in like your enjoyment? Uh... To be honest, it might be my least favorite. Really? Yeah. Not a, uh, not a big Big Twelve guy. I mean, it depends. It depends on the teams, you know. Also, at the same time, like I would rank the Pac-12 number one. So, <laughs> so I'm not dude. a good judgment of these things. I like I like I like the Big Twelve, but if a Big Twelve game is bad, it's really bad. You know, like I mean? for me, it's Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, ACC, Big Twelve. I think. That's fair. Actually, the ACC's kind of weak outside of Clemson. I'll, yeah, I'll be I, honest. I'm not a big ACC fan. No. Like, Again, it, it varies year to year, and it varies team to team, right? Who I Definitely. I love the Mike Leach Texas Tech teams, and I loved the Big 12 back then. Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's dive. You Iowa State. That's true. They, I don't even – they're like more Big 10 than Big 12. Retweet. Uh, let's dive into some Big 12 conference – Prospect talk for the 2020 NFL Draft. 
Is this the worst batch of draft eligible Big Twelve or Power Five quarterbacks? Probably. Did do you have a draftable grade on any of the quarterbacks that you watched? Yeah, in the Big 12? I got one. I got one. Oh my lord! Like, on who? Sam Ellinger, late day three. God, really? Uh, he's not even my first quarterback. Like he, <laughs> his. Let's talk I, Ellinger. He, yeah, let's do it. So he looks like Tim Tebow. He's got a throwing motion like Tim Tebow. He's got footwork like Tim Tebow. His accuracy is a lot like Tim Tebow's. He's not I, as I, powerful I, a runner as Tim Tebow. No, he's a worse runner than Tim Tebow. Not a great decision maker. He looks like a H-back playing QB a lot of the time. I think he's a, a more talented passion than Tim Tebow. He th- his throwing motion is yucky. And the ball comes out funky. And yeah, I just, yeah, it is. He is so far away from me. A draft. QB, in my opinion. All of these mm-hmm. guys are. He's my second quarterback, but um, the other guy's barely ahead of him. Like, I mean... What do you, what, the, what makes you think he's draftable? Like, hey, you like, gotta like the size, Rob. No, I think the, the arm strength is pretty solid. Yeah, the motion's ugly. Uh, uh, the arm strength isn't anything special, though. No, it, it's not. It's not. And, like, the deep accuracy needs some What What thing with him makes you think he's draftable? Like, what thing stands out? Uh, I like. I don't mind the arm, and like I, I think he can make some of the big time throws. Like you see, but he's the not Ottawa very throw. accurate. He's not. No, I'm. I'm taking a big stand here because I don't know how you come away think. Like I, I got no issue with you thinking he's better than Jalen Hurts because these quarterbacks suck. But I just I don't know where like how you seeing him is draftable. It's a late day three grade, Rob. A late day three grade is a like a Josh Dobbs type, or maybe not uh, quite Josh Dobbs, but like. Even a Nathan uh, Peterman type of quarterback. So. I had both of those quarterbacks rated higher than Sam Ellinger. But like, I mean, like Gardner Minshew. There's Gardner Minshew. You could see it with him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what you see with Ellinger that makes him like. He has no one trait that is to me like the arm strength's okay. NFL level. What's NFL yeah. level about him? I think like I think the arm is NFL level. Uh, obviously, but, the like, legs. The ball, yeah. just the delivery and the, the throwing motion, the footwork. It's all very slop. Mechanically, he is a mm-hmm. project. I don't think he's a great decision maker in the accuracy. I think yeah, that's I know I don't dis- even disagree. Um, the extending plays with his legs, I like. Um, like yeah, the bad wrists are there, but you can throw the ball away too. Like, like I don't, what what makes him better I'm not than Jalen Hurts? You have a draftable grade on him. That's a tough thing to come by, especially at this time. So defend your guy. It's not my guy. I am trying to defend him. Uh, why is he better than Hurts? Yeah, what does he do better than Jalen Hurts? I think the arm is better. The arm's about the same. Like, neither of them have a great arm, neither has a poor arm. Yeah, I mean... Jalen Hurts is a better runner. That's literally the only reason I gave the nod to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's I think Hurts is safer with the football, too. Uh, yeah, and like, I mean, Hurts' short passing is not very bad either. Like, the, actually, it's sporadic, but yeah. Um, I think Hurts, uh, sorry, Ellinger does more passing down the field than Hurts does, though. But does that make him draftable? Hey, look, that's what I saw, that's what I got. Man. I just, well, I just, I want you to give me the reason. Yeah, I saw some impressive throws, and I like his arm strength. I don't know. I'm scared of Sam Ellinger. I'm... <laughs> That's a huge stance. seventh round pick. Point, like yeah, I would not draft him in the seventh round. I know. I understand. Point being, I think Hurts and Ellinger, both as of right now, 
way of making the league is probably his H-back. Maybe Jalen Hurts is a running back. I mean, Jalen Hurts is built like a running back, right? He's just powerful as hell. Yeah, like, I think Jalen Hurts could actually be, like, a camp and, like, preseason running back and maybe something more. Like a Jordan Lynch type. Is that your comp? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my comp. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Charlie Brewer, hey. any thoughts on him? The Baylor QB? I'm interested. It's not this year, though. It's definitely not this year. He might be the best short accuracy quarterback of the group, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's safe. I, I, he's smart. But again, yeah. not like I don't have draftable. No. Um, I think there's pieces there. And, I mean, uh, only a true junior. I liked what I saw live from him last year. Um, I'll keep my eye on him. Yeah. But, yeah, not draftable. Bad group of quarterbacks overall. Hey, hey, I liked Drew Brown last summer, kind of. <laughs> and I thought he'd be interesting. And uh, I think he might be interesting to see in Oklahoma State. Yeah. I just want to see him running that offense. Yeah, I think he'll be a good college quarterback. I do too. He's fun, and it feels like uh, no one's talking about him at all. Like I'm not saying he's going to ever be draftable, but yeah. All right, the the guys to pay attention to in the Big Twelve tend to be the uh, offensive skill guys. It's not mm-hmm. a bad running back group. The receiver group is really impressive, but the running back group pretty good. I thought. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I um. I gave him away with two running backs who I think have the tools to be NFL starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a handful of, like, bit player types. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, who's your number one back? Trey Sermon of Oklahoma. Also my number one running back. He's not in a class that's going to be full of dynamic running backs. He feels like the guy who goes in the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, but because of his size... He runs really hard. The contact mm-hmm. balance. He runs behind his pads really well. I think he can be a productive NFL running back. I agree with you. I also have a fourth round grade on him. Um, the like he's got impressive contact balance, decent power. He's quick in the hole. Doesn't have a ton of burst. That's gonna yep. hurt him. But I think he's an instinctual runner, um, and he's pretty safe with the football. Not not gonna add a ton on passing downs. Like he needs to improve. I think on that this season. But mm-hmm. overall, I think Trey Sermon can be a uh, at least in a running back duo in the NFL as a productive player. Mm, I like to see him used more in the passing game. Yes, because when he has the ball, he's he's pretty dangerous. But yeah, they don't they don't throw it to him very often. I think like twenty catches last year, less than that. So yeah, um, I agree with you. I, I like Trey Sermon. I I, I want to see him kind of finish more runs in terms of not. Uh, like through contact, but like rip mm-hmm. off more big time runs this year. I think the long speed's gonna be a question, but like six foot two twenty four, I mentioned the contact yeah. balance, the power. Not great open field elusiveness, but no. he just runs really damn hard. I'm always gonna appreciate a running back who does that. Me too. But he seems like the guy that'll be slept on a bit just because he doesn't have the same juice as some of these other dudes. Yeah, understandably. Uh and then the other guy, Oklahoma State running back Chubba Hubbard's my number two. He is also my number two running back. Now, he's a guy who I think could make a big leap this year. Yeah, because last year was his first – I mean, redshirt uh, – Freshman. Freshman last year. Yeah. yeah. And redshirt split, sophomore like, this year. Justice Hill was the guy. Hill's gone, yeah. And now it should be Hubbard's turn as the guy. Um, I really like his quickness. I think he catches mm-hmm. the ball really well. Yeah, they're natural hands for sure. Yeah. He's got a very good all-around style. He, he – He's not the the most powerful runner. 
Yeah, he's he's built pretty slim, eh? Yeah, that's kind of my th- worry with him. Like, I'd like to see him add some some weight. Some yeah, strength. like listen at six foot two oh seven doesn't quite look it, but yeah, I, I agree. A little little more meat on the frame for him. I like to see. But I agree. the quickness, pass catching skills stand out. I think he's got good contact balance. Pretty elusive in the open field. Yeah, I'd like to see some more burst with him finishing runs too. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think he showed a lot as a redshirt freshman. And I I agree. And like for Retro's freshman too, like really solid in pass pro. Yeah, he he. That's kind of what really caught my eye was the combination of a willing pass protector and catch the ball well. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got a lot of upside. Like Sermon is much more NFL ready in my mind, but mm-hmm. Hubbard, like I said, could make a big leap this year. Just a yeah. really interesting player, and seeing him carry the load for Oklahoma State this year, especially with the cube, like new QB, everything's kind of him and Wallace are like the guys on that offense now. Yeah. So seeing yeah. how they utilize him more, that I'm very interested. Then mm-hmm. it, it kind of for me at least, there's a there's a handful of guys who are kind of clumped together, um, but I have Kennedy Brooks, the other Oklahoma running back, as my third guy. Really, I don't. I kind of like the. There's a bit to like with him, though. Who do you have as your third guy? Uh, I got a little a weird one. I got I like Jermichael Hasty from Baylor. He's okay. He's lower down for me, but I was pleasantly surprised while watching him. Um, yeah, I think he catches the ball quite well. Yes. Uh, uh, do you want? To, okay, let's talk about. He's got a little bit it? of twitchiness to him. Yeah. Uh, guy who I knew nothing about before I threw on the tape. I think that's part of the reason I was like I was so pleasantly surprised. I knew nothing about him, yeah. uh, and he just like. Obviously, could make plays in the passing game. Uh, had some bursts and elusiveness, and yeah, the, I mentioned the twitchiness. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. Like the hands are good. Uh, nice route runner for for a running back too. Uh, like the burst, it's quick feet makes guys miss in open field. Uh, like to see him shed more tackles, but he's an interesting third down option right now. Yeah, he's a guy who, if Baylor really invests in using him this year, mm-hmm. I think could kind of be a big dark horse running back in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I like. I have a late draftable grade on him. Okay, uh, that's quite high on him. Um, yeah, for me, I have kind of Kennedy Brooks, Darius Anderson, and the other TCU running back Suwo Alonilua as my next yeah. three after Hubbard and Sermon. So uh, after uh, Hasty, that's my three, but not in that order. Um, I don't have draftables on Anderson and Brooks, but they're literally the next up after uh, draftable grade. So like they're borderline guys mm-hmm. for me. Okay. With Brooks, I really like his elusiveness and his quickness. I just don't think he has great vision, and mm-hmm. he he is not a powerful runner and mm-hmm. doesn't affect the passing game as much as you'd want from a, that type of more scatty type running back. Yeah, boomer bust too. Uh, I, I agree with you. He's a nice complement to what Trey Sermon brings to the table with, with uh, Sermon obviously being the more – yeah, contact balance power runner and Brooks being the kind of the explosive guy, but uh, yeah, so he caught my eye a bit. And I think Darius Anderson, uh, the TCU running back, I, I really like his burst. Yeah, he's a, he's interesting. Yeah, he's got big boomer bust. Him and Suo, the TCU running back, are really interesting tandem too because uh, Suo, the other one, is big. massive and twitchy. He's like six two two thirty, yeah. uh, with contact balance, um, but. He like kind of Robert Turbiny almost, 
Um, I, 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 have a, I have a late draft one Suo as well. Yeah, with with both of them, I'd like to see them, like with Kennedy Brooks, af- affect the passing game more, catch the mm. ball more frequently and consistently out of the backfield. Uh, my issue with Anderson is I don't – like he's not a powerful runner and he's not yeah. the most elusive guy and it's kind of all burst. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, I, I don't think the vision's very great. Yeah. Like when the hole's there, he hits it though. Like he's not going to be a consistent six yards of carry – yeah. It's going to be, like, nothing or everything with him. And then with yeah. Suo, I just kind of want to see more of him. I, I, Me too. He's very I mean, interesting. Like you said, twitchy. And, like, 6'2", 231. Contact like, balance, twitchiness at that size, it's a dangerous combo. Uh, yeah, like, the burst is pretty good for that size, too. Like, interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes he flashes, the like, the lowering the shoulder and being a power guy. But it's not always there. Right? I, yeah, the, the thing outside of... Uh, like with Brooks Anderson and Sua, I just want to see more consistency and mm-hmm. more involvement as pass catchers and pass blockers. Yeah. Whereas with Sermon and Hubbard, I'm quite confident they're draftable running backs. Yeah, I, I agree with but you. But those three, that'll hinge on what they do uh, in this season and with uh, within the passing game, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you like anybody um, else much? Uh, not particularly. I remember... Cool Herbert, I kind of liked him last summer. He's got a little bit of juice, but like Puka yeah. Williams is the guy there. Yeah, he's and uh, James Gilbert's transferring from Ball State to Kansas State. I think is a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. I like his quickness. Uh, he's my uh, my next guy, but like I've my, Herbert and like Gilbert same rank, uh, grade, but like yeah, yeah, I have Herbert just slightly over mm-hmm. Gilbert. But, yeah, um, to me, Sermon and Hubbard are the only two guys who have a chance to be consistent big-time runners in the NFL. I agree with you. I, again, it's just, like, yeah, with Suo, interesting like interesting um, upside and stuff like that. But, like, still probably just a peace player. And Hasty's just the third down. Uh, yeah, seeing him just option. overall used more by Baylor will be really interesting this year, I think. Yeah. All right. This is where the money is made in this conference. Yep. The wide receivers, definitely uh, the best group we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to the Big 12, where we've got four, five, maybe five receivers who have been mentioned as first-round type players at some point this offseason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a sixth really interesting guy. Um, all right. Is C.D. Lamb your number one receiver in the Big 12? He is my number one receiver in the Big 12. I love C.D. Lamb. I also love C.D. Lamb. He's... Yeah. He's just—he's a very well-rounded football player, right? His, his strong hands, yeah. Uh, contested catchability. His body control is wonderful. Yeah. You yeah. see that uh, making contact catches, like he's got a ball n- adjustment ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, well-built, six-one-two-zero-three. Uh, has enough athleticism to separate deep. Yeah, for, for me, he felt like just a very smooth athlete. Mm-hmm. Good route runner, too. It's kind of like he's yeah. just a very complete receiver. Oh, and he also yeah. happens to be the best blocking receiver in the country. <laughs> yeah, again, we, I know we mentioned it a million times, but he blew up Mac Wilson. Yeah, CeeDee C. Lamb uh, right now for me is my wide receiver, too, mm-hmm. only behind Jerry Judy, and he mm-hmm. sits six on my board. Like, I think he – I've seen him – like, he's consistently in just about everybody's top five receivers, I think. But I've seen him uh, behind guys like LaVisca Chanel and Henry Ruggs. I just think C.D. Lamb is the most NFL-ready guy outside of Jerry Judy. I can't – like you said, he's just so well-rounded. Like, there's not really anything that he doesn't do well. Yeah. 
And just the, the body control, which makes him yeah. such a contested catch monster, is yeah. really what separates him from the non-Jerry Judy guys to me. Uh, like, I see uh, some new Copkins to his game. Mm-hmm. And he, but, he, yeah. he made the greatest one-handed catch of all time that didn't count, too. Against, I think, <laughs> yeah. UCLA. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a late first grade on him. I have a... Uh, what, what do I have? I have a very much first-round grade on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who I think could be in top 10 consideration. I think he's that good. Who's your, who's your next wide receiver? Now, this is where it gets interesting because you got a couple different types of guys here, right? Yeah. Uh, my next guy is Jalen Rager from TCU. He is my third guy. Okay. Do you want to talk but, him? Yeah. My two and my three are very close. Uh, m- yeah. My two, three, and four are all pretty close. Uh, but, yeah, with Rager, the thing that I, I, I had been moving guys around, going back and forth, doing more tape, mm-hmm. moving them around. What ended up having me put him here is just the overall burst mm-hmm. ability to, to separate deep, but also – his open field ability uh, after yeah. the catch, his smoothness. He can take any pass to the house. He's also a really strong route runner. Um, yeah, lots of nuance in his routes too. Mm-hmm. Like especially getting, getting deep, those like the post routes. Kind of like uh, to go back last year. Kind of like Hollywood Brown added to his game. Yes, I I, I I was gonna. Uh, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. But instead of being 170 pounds and 5'9", he's 5'11", 195. And he looks yeah. like he, he might not be 5'11", 195, but he clearly looks thicker he, than Hollywood yeah, was. Yeah, he doesn't look – yeah, I, no, 100%. 100%. Um, the, the, the concerns with him – like I, I have a uh, – what do I have on him? I have a third-round grade. Um, I have a late second-round grade. But on he's top 30 on my board right now. I just don't have yep. a lot of first-round grades or anything. Yeah. Um, the thing that I'm I'm concerned with him is concentration drops. Uh, yeah, uh, catches through contact. Yeah, I was gonna say cat, con- contested catches and overall catch yeah. radius. Yeah. But in today's NFL, what he can do as a deep threat and as a player after the catch, out, mm-hmm. out of the slot or out wide, this is the exact type of receiver NFL offenses need these days. Like he yes. in a Tyreek Hill type of role. That's like he is perfect for that, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah. Really exciting player, and apparently he runs like a four two nine. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> you can see it. All right. Um, so who do you have two? I have Colin Johnson. So I had Colin Johnson here. The more I, I see like of Colin Johnson, the less I like him. I've to preference that I've seen six games on him now. Mm-hmm. Six five yeah. two twenty, contested so, catch monster. Yeah, awesome catch radius. Really physical going up and getting it. But the more I see, the more questions I have about ability to separate and overall route running. I think he improved uh, uh, noticeably from 2017 to 2018 as a route runner, though, which is obviously a positive. 100% agree. And, I mean, yeah, like the separation question is still a question. I agree. The the route running improved from 17 to 18. Uh, I kind of expected to throw Colin Johnson on and, like, have him slip a bit from what I thought of him last summer. Mm-hmm. But it uh, didn't really happen. I saw more drops. The USC game, there was a couple. Yeah. Uh, and that paired with the lack of separation deep. And a lot of the time, even though there's lack of separation, he can come down with it because of his catch radius and contested catch physicality. Yeah, He's also a physical blocker, which is always a plus. Um, but I just, to me, the, the separation there between him and Rager was just the overall athleticism. And I know mm-hmm. I can find a role for Rager, whereas with Colin Johnson, it's more of a question right now. But like... Yeah, I- he also at times looks like Vincent Jackson. Yeah, I mean, 
He's a guy who like, the the 2019 season is very make or break for him. Yeah, uh, for sure. I honestly, I don't think he's that slow either. Like he's like for his size, you know what I mean? Yeah, but is he Auden Tate or is he Mike Evans? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, or is he somewhere in between that Vincent Jackson mold? Which mm-hmm. is, and I think like again for two twenty, like the he comes off the line pretty good. Yeah, he's he's Definitely. got a decent release game. Yeah, and that, again, I mean, I, I said like the route running and release overall definitely improved from 2017 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And if he takes another step with that again, like because route running obviously helps with separation. Yeah. So if if he can improve there, that's a big plus in in my mind. Yeah, it's almost like just at the top of the route where the separation lapses a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, who do, who do you have fourth? Uh Denzel Mims. Okay, so I've got Tylen Wallace here. Okay, I. I still like Denzel Mims a lot, Rob. I do too. And, and <laughs> honestly, my actual wide receiver rankings, mm-hmm. um, I have it like why I don't know what numbers these guys are, but Johnson, Wallace, and Mims all back to back to back. Okay, so very very close. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Mims. Yeah. A guy who had a lot of hype, returned to school. I his production dropped last year, but I think that was more of uh, not like that wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. And obviously they they brought in Jalen Hurd and they had a uh, they they worked on getting him the ball a lot so it affected Mims' uh, productions and overall targets. But with Mims, he's wiry and smooth yeah. and has strong hands. He can separate deep, but he's got this nice catch radius. For, for, like he plays bigger than six two. Yeah, and but I mean it's six two two fifteen. Like that's already really well built. But right? but like he has that. He, Cat, like he's he's six two, but he seems like he's a catch radius of a six four guy. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like at times you get them go go gadget arms. Yeah, and I think he's got some of the quickness of like someone that's like five eleven too. Yeah, like the feet. He's got he's really good with the release game. Solid yeah. route runner. Um, yeah. Mike, like he's not great after the catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really do much. Um, but yeah, he can, he can separate deep. He can win contested yep. catches. Like this receiver group is really really awesome. Yeah, and going back, I think he's another guy that's pretty mean blocker. Yeah, it was strange how many of these Big Twelve receivers are physical in the run game. Yeah, um, and again, quickly, uh, there's occasional concentration drops with Mims mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the West, then the, the, the West spe- Virginia game last year was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but then he, again, he'll come back and make those spectacular high point hear, catches. Hear me out on this comp. Yeah. I see a lot of Marvin Jones. Just you know how Marvin Jones is such a natural ball tracker, uh, like both deep and high pointing, and mm-hmm. just a smooth, underrated receiver. I, I see a lot of Marvin Jones to Denzel Mims game. Interesting. I have a lot of pro comps for this receiver group, and I think. All the time with that, it comes with the better the prospect, the more I see of an NFL guy. Which, so yeah, maybe that's why. But yeah, sure. this receiver group, all of them, I have a comp on them. Uh, Wallace is my next guy, and he didn't know he was your yeah, yeah. And I have Wallace just ahead of Mims. Uh, Wallace is a guy who I think he has more hype in college football than he does in the NFL draft circles. Like, yeah, I, he's a guy who I often see listed as like the number two receiver in college football. Yeah, you know what's funny? I, I felt like watching him live last year at OK State. I wasn't, like, overly impressed with him. And then you throw on the tape, and he's more impressed with him on tape somehow, even though he's putting up these mods. Like, he had, like, what, 220 and 10 catches against both Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah, you know I think I mean? in those two games, he combined for 20 receptions for, like, 440 yards or something stupid. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the four touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. Uh, not the biggest guy in the world, six foot 185, but I thought for a guy who's not massive, really, really good contested catch game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, um, has the speed to separate deep, a good route runner. A lot of these guys run nice routes. Yeah, for really sure. Really smooth. With him, the hands, I worry about. He, he'll he'll make some great contested catches, yeah. but then he'll drop an easy slant. Yeah, like some funny drop, drops. Which, here's my comp on him. I saw a lot of Will Fuller in that. Where it's <laughs> okay. like Will Fuller can make these game-breaking plays, but he'll also drop the layup. Yeah, I, I think like a little more... A little more of a I think he. I think he's more nuanced in, in terms of route running yeah. than Will yeah. Fuller was at this point. Coming out. And I think yeah. he's also better in the uh, traffic and contested catch game than Will Fuller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I but just that, that that was comparable for me. Because I, I think yeah, like again, like you said, like some slants and like some just like comebacks where like he weirdly chooses to dive and then it's a difficult catch, but it shouldn't be, and he drops it. You know, like just weird drops like that. Mm-hmm. But again. He's a guy, true junior year this year, as a true yeah. sophomore, put up monster numbers. Yeah. Uh, was he, was, I think he was second in the Bolitnikov last year. I believe, um, yeah. And as a true freshman, he didn't play that much. So really, last year was his first year as, like playing mm-hmm. major time in college football, and he was awesome. He's a guy who I could see make a really big rise. But at the same like Lamb, I think, is solidified as one of the dudes. Yeah. Rager, Wallace, I think, could both make major jumps, depending on how the season goes. And then Mims and Johnson both feel like they're going to be overlooked just because they're these seniors who've been around and talked about for a while. I I have the same feeling, yeah. I, I think especially Rieger, I think he can make that, like get into that he, late first round talk. He's quickly stuff, you know? he's quickly becoming one of my favorite prospects. He's good, yeah. And then because he run, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go you go. I was just gonna say because he reminds you of Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Just well, there's always a receiver each year who's gonna remind me of Brandon Cooks, and then I'm gonna pound <laughs> the table for them. <laughs> Brandon Cooks was the original. Yeah. Uh, who's your next receiver? Well, I think the big wild card in it all is this guy, and he's my next one, TJ Vasher. I also have TJ Vasher. Texas next. Tech. Um, cousin of Nathan Vasher, I believe? Or nephew? I, one of the two. I think cousin. Uh, Vasher obviously overshadowed a bit by Antoine Wesley last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think 6'5", 190. He needs to add weight. But he stands out on the field, and he's got terrific hands. Yes. Contested catch. Guy. He made one of the greatest catches in college football last year as well. Um, what a catch, yeah. And he's got sp- speed to separate deep. He's just really, yeah. really raw, really, really thin, and really, really needs to improve as a route runner. Yeah, I agree. But the pieces are all there, right? Like, there is a scenario where we see, to me, Lamb, Rager, how do you say it? Rieger, Rager? I'm not sure. Rager? Rager. Lamb, Rager, Johnson, Wallace, Mims, and Vasher, I think, go in the first three rounds. There's a scenario where that could happen. And Vasher is kind of the guy who um, is, isn't there yet, whereas the other guys, I, I'm not going to confidently say I think all three go, or all uh, five of them go in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm more confident than not. Yeah, like, I, I have a, again, late first on CD, seconds on Johnson and Rager. Uh, Mims third, fourth, Wallace like a fourth, and Vasher fifth. Yeah, Va- Vasher's my lowest rate, but it's just the potential is all there. He just needs to put it together. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting sure. to see if his red uh, tree expands with the coaching change. But very much the next most interesting guy, and just one of the most interesting receivers mm-hmm. in the country, I think. 
Um, did you find anyone else overly interesting from the Big 12 at receiver? Uh, Duvernay was kind of fun. Yeah, he's my next guy. Uh, I thought good athlete. Um, not a great route runner, but there's there's tools there and expanded role with Lil Jordan gone. Yeah, I could see him kind of pushing up the board. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's like, um, yeah, the route running is mad, but like, kind of well rounded else wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like all, all the tools are there. He made a great catch against USC. Yeah, the diving one yeah. in the end zone. Um, yeah, that was a hell of a catch. Again, like I like the the ball adjustment ability. The release is pretty good, I thought. Uh, another guy, good blocker, too, which is funny. Yeah. Which feels like a lot of good yeah, blockers. Yeah, it, it is strange. I got, like, a, a late round yeah. grade on him, but I think he's interesting. Anyone else here you want to talk about? Not particularly. You want to jump over to the one tight end that is used in the Big 12 <laughs> consistently? Yeah. Grant Calcaterra from Oklahoma. I think one of the best tight end prospects in the country right now. I but agree a re- with you. Really interesting because he's basically a big receiver. Yeah, it's like Mark Andrews again. It's like Mark Andrews, but even like less of an inline guy. Yeah, I, how many times did you see him block? Not very often. And the thing uh, with him is, yeah. Mark Andrews was built to play. Like Mark Andrews was well built, and like you could see the projection to him being an inline guy. Yeah. Whereas Calcutta is listed six four two twenty one. Mm-hmm. He almost looks a little thicker than that, but yeah. Um, it's not great. And like I said, it's always in the slaughter out wide. Barely mm-hmm. um, blocked, but like the athleticism's there. Yeah, really, really interesting athlete with good contested catch ability, strong hands. I th- yeah. I, I'm hoping to see an expanded role for him with Hollywood Brown gone and him and Lamb kind mm-hmm. of being the dudes. I think he's a good route runner too for a tight end. Yeah, well, I, I think that's partially because he's playing so much in the slot <laughs> and yeah. I, he's being asked to run more of a red tree than a lot of tight ends in the country. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's a guy who, in a very open tight end group, right now he sits as my second tight end. in the. Uh, mine, t- mine too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I have, it, him, have Pinkney, him, then Parkinson as my top three guys. It's a really mm-hmm. interesting year for tight ends because it's very wide open. There's a lot of high upside guys, but a lot of uh, who, who are boomer bust, and then a lot of, like, yeah. the Matt Bushmans of the world who it's like he's going to be a safe tight end option. Yeah, like, he, he already know he's going to be drafted, and he's going to be, like, safe. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so, Calcaterra, I'd like to see more just involvement as a blocker. I know he's not going to be put in the, a consistent position to block because of how they use the tight end in Oklahoma. Yeah. But, yeah, just seeing more of that. Um, and just, I'm excited to see a more expanded role for him. Because, he, like, he was their starting tight end last year, obviously, but I don't think he had more than, like, 350 yards because of just the guys they had around him. Yeah, he felt bigger live, though. Yeah, he did. He did. He made big plays in big moments for sure. Yeah. I, I would like to, like, uh, some concentration drops. I'd like to see him clean that stuff up. But then the, the big-time catches were there. I, ho- I hope he's added a bit of weight this year, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Offensive line talk time, baby. The hog mollies. Uh, tackles. Yeah. Some decent tackles. Who's your number one? Uh, TCU's Lucas Nyang. How do you see that? I'm, I'm not sure. How high are you on him? Uh, I have fourth round grade. He's, he's quite good. Okay. So, again, massive dude. 6'6", right. 328, right tackle for TCU. Mahler. Mahler in the run game. That's what is the best thing about him. Uh, his physicality, mm-hmm. he uses his size really well in the run game. 
um, strong hands, decent athlete. Needs to be uh, needs to um, clean up his footwork. I think yeah, pass protection is the big flag. Yeah, I feel like he gets a little a little wandery on the second level too. Yeah, he could he more consistent there. Uh, would like to see him finish plays through the whistle more often. Mm-hmm. But I, that size is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and again, with some decent athleticism there. I, He's also my number one tackle, but I'm not as high as you are. I think it's not a very good senior group of tackles um, <laughs> yeah. this year. And he could end up maybe the top senior tackle. That's it's a really fair. strong junior group, though. So, like, that's where the, mm-hmm. the money will be made. But, yeah, he's a guy who I, I can see. Uh, I'd like to see him um, maybe not lean out, but just he needs to get better foot speed. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's it feels like that's always an issue with a guy that size. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he, he's going to end up caught as a big guard, potentially. But yeah. I, I, just, I really like his length. And uh, how physical he is in the run game. Just needs big guard or like a, just an old school right tackle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's your next tackle? Uh, Scott France from Kansas State. Okay. Uh, remember when there was some hype with France and it feels like it's died out a little bit. Yeah, I, I think part of that was everyone was just so plugged into Kansas State last year because of Dalton Reisner. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, with France, I I I I don't think like he is he he. It's similar to Yang. I hope mm-hmm. that's how you say his name. Um, Yang, yeah. not a great athlete. Plays a little high. Footwork's a little yeah. wonky, but I really like um, hit him in the run game. He gets to the second level pretty consistently. He finishes plays. He's mm-hmm. quite physical uh, tackle. Well built guy. Maybe better off as a guard, kind of like Reisner though. Yeah, like what, six five three oh three. Yeah, yeah. You can kick that to great. I, I don't um, think he's the greatest athlete in the world. And this no. is really old school of me, but like when I see him, I, I was thinking like if he's playing tackle, he's a right tackle. I know that's not how we think these days, but like when I think that, that generally means I actually think he's a guard. I think he's a guard. Yeah, yeah that's a good. That's a good. That's point. my new. That's um, my new thing. When I'm like watching a, a left tackle, I'm like, no, that that guy. If he moving on the right side, I see it, and then I have to tell myself, well, no, this is today's NFL. That means you think he's a guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it really depends, right? Like when you're like massive, like Niang is. He kind of is an old school tackle, though, right? Yeah, I, I think the thing with France is he's not clearly not as no, like he doesn't no. have that length. Yes, because yeah, the yang's really long. Yeah, um, France looks more like a guard, and yeah, late late draft will great for me too. Um, who else do you have? Uh, I like Terrence Steele a little bit from Texas Tech. Okay, interesting. Now, he's a guy who I didn't really know anything, and then Dame Brugler mm-hmm. was tweeting he's a guy the NFL views as someone who could jump up a lot. Yeah. Uh. Another another guy with good size, six five, three twenty. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm pretty interested in him, but I think he's quite raw. I, I like I, I, yeah. I like his feet a little bit though. I thought feet, length, um de- for, for the size decent yeah, athlete. Exactly. But he he's like technically raw in both pass protection and the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Did did tr- did you uh, sorry? Did you have any uh, one else you found to be draftable? Uh, no. Did you? Did, did, did you like the West Virginia tackle? McKivitz? Yeah. I was I was wondering the same with you. No, but there's been weird hype, and there's more hype yeah. with him last year than there was, um, with our guy who I'm blanking on right now. 
You know what? I had it on the tip of my tongue and ready to say it. Now, when you said it blanking, it made me blank. Oh, my God. Anyways, Kajust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yadni Kajust. I, I liked a lot better than Colton McKivitz. Me, too. But there was... A, I remember last year, uh, there was more on McKivitz uh, than... Uh, Tony like, Pauline was saying, like, the NFL views McKivitz as a first-round guy. I don't think that's true. Yeah. No. I, a draftable for, for you? No. I couldn't... Yeah, no. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't get there with him. I thought, like, obviously, his size is really good and his length. I think he's got decent footwork. I just yeah. don't think he's that athletic, and I don't think he's that physical in the run game. He plays too high for me. It's a borderline draftable for me. Yeah, a guy who I, I am very interested in. I like him a lot more as a guard, though. Um, Kansas's left tackle, Hakeem Adeniji, if that's how you say it. Interesting, okay. He, yeah. He's built like a guard playing tackle. Mm-hmm. I uh, I really like his physicality and his ability to work to the, the linebackers in the run game. I don't think he's got the athleticism nor footwork to stay at tackle. Uh, yeah. And he needs he needs to play with better leverage, but I thought there was tools there that I could see him uh, as a draftable guard. Fair enough. Any, anyone else draftable? No. No. Um, yeah. No. Only... But oh, actually, would... can I just mention quickly Samuel Cosme, the Texas tackle, mm-hmm. who was a redshirt freshman last year, and he's moving over to left tackle. I'm not like I don't I I don't love him or anything. I think he's though. super 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 raw like. Uh, like maybe two years from now, though, he's a, a name to watch. He's just a real asshole uh, physically and finishing <laughs> plays. But yeah, he doesn't look like he's fully grown in his body. He needs to uh, improve technically and play a lot lower. But I thought he was a guy uh, who, in a couple of years, could be up there. Okay, I respect that. Uh, do you want to do inter- interior offensive line together, or do you want to save the Creed Humphrey talk? Uh, well, Creed Humphrey's the man. Yeah, he is. That's why I just like. Well, I was let's end, let's end the IOL talk on Creed Humphrey. Uh, did you like anybody yes. not named Creed Humphrey? Uh, not the Creed Humphrey levels. Well, no, was your number one that- outside yeah. of outside of Creed Humphrey, my number one was Parker Braun, the Georgia Tech guard who's now he's in Texas. Now, if he's, he's really six two two eighty, then I don't know if I like him. But <laughs> there's always yeah. He was like dominant in the triple option, just an absolute run mauler. With impressive quickness, if he is, they list him on the website at six three three hundred. If he's mm-hmm. that and is moving like that in his zone yeah. scheme, I love him as a left guard. I think he's awesome uh, on pulls and traps. Um, a guy I have a lot of excitement to see what he's doing in the Texas offense this year. Yeah, that's such an interesting transition for him. A smart move though, because like yeah. who have we seen come from the triple option at Georgia Tech? Just one. Outside of Shaq Mason. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Braun has the tool. You just, like, never see him pass protect. <laughs> so, like, I don't actually know. And I don't – if he's 280, then I'm really scared. But just the athleticism and physicality in the run game, that caught my eye all day. Do you like uh, Shackleford at all, also at Texas? I don't like him as much as I think some people like him. But, like, I have a draft. That's why I want to – yeah, I agree with you. That's why I just want to bring him up next because we're on Texas and there's lots of – like, there's a bit of hype around Shackleford. Yeah, physical run blocker. I just don't Yeah. like power scheme because I don't think he's a great athlete. He needs to play with better mm-hmm. leverage, though. Uh, decent anchor. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, like, in love with him. Like, I see a late day three type. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Um, who else do you like? Holtorf from Kansas State. Okay. Adam Holtorf. Because you're, you're a K-State fan. Okay, Overall, this, the Big 12 has some centers between Humphrey, Holtorf, and Shackleford. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Holtorf, yeah, I love Kansas State football. But Holtorf just, what you kind of expect from a Kansas State offensive lineman, 
mean physical run blocker, uh, not a great athlete. He my issue with him is not a not the strongest anchor, and he's already not mm-hmm. physically the best as a pass protector. So it's kind of mm-hmm. worrisome. He lacks length, but I uh, I thought he was a interesting guy. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, you ready for Humphrey? You got anyone? Else I got, you I got one guy I need to mention. Okay, go for it. Julian Good Jones. The Iowa okay. State left tackle, but he might be a center. I, anyway, just <laughs> yeah. I, this dude just plays wild football. Like, I don't know <laughs> if they just were like, yeah, technique don't matter here at Iowa State. Just go out and hit somebody in the mouth. Be the most physical pass protector in the conference. Pass protect like it's run blocking. Is it, Look, And he moves quite well. I don't know. I, I came away thinking, let's move this guy to center and see what he's got. When you have that Iowa offensive line program across the state, you got to make a name for yourself at Iowa State. Right? Iowa State, this is a guy that if you move him to center, he's interesting. I also didn't <laughs> mind their other their, their guard, Josh Josh Niffle. That's how you, I don't know how to say that name. Niffle. Uh, yeah, it's Niffle. I thought he was a little interesting. Okay. Okay. Humphrey time? Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be a hell of a battle between Tyler Beatties and Creed Humphrey to be the first center selected in the 2019 NFL draft. Uh, yeah. Uh, only a redshirt sophomore. If he comes out, do you have a first-round grade on him? Yeah, he's, he's – uh, where is he on my big board? On the old board of big. He is my eighth overall player right now. Okay. Uh, you throw in the Alabama game, and he's doing fine with Quinnen Williams. That's, he, like, enough, right? He, he is so – first of all, he's built awesome. He looks like yeah, he, he like grew up farming in Nebraska <laughs> and just drinking yes. milk every meal. 6'4", 325. Yeah. Just a physical motherfucker in the run game. Yeah. Uh, vice grip hands. Um, and he'll he'll put you in the dirt every time if he can. Yeah. He's he's, he's really good. He looks man. like he should be playing center for Wisconsin, but they got their own in Tyler Beatties. So yeah. he's at Oklahoma just – being fucking great, which is funny because you kind of think like Beatties is more of like uh, like a uh, like a spread off in center and yeah, Beatties is a zone scheme guy. Humphrey's the power scheme guy. That's what I'm saying. Like Humphrey's more at home at, as the Wisconsin guy. Um, funny, but like, I like, realized last year when watching Garrett Bradbury, there are a few things that get me more excited than watching a just a freaky dominant center. And Humphrey Brad- and Beatties are that. I know. Bradbury is, like, one of the most fun players to watch last year, and, yeah, Humphrey's... Like, the movement's a little more fun for me, but, like, Humphrey's just so Yeah, nice. I agree. Uh, but, yeah, Humphrey just power center, Travis Frederick type at center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... He is... I don't know. I was blown away. And, I mean, that was kind of the talk last year. The, the rest of their four starters were all drafted uh, in 2018. Yeah. Or 2019, 2019. Sorry, we're going into 2020. Uh, they were all drafted, and people were like, yeah, Creed Humphrey's the best one, though. And he was a redshirt <laughs> freshman last year. And you throw yeah. on the tape, and you're like, oh, no, that's a fact. He was the best one. Does he come out? Yeah, I think so. He's too yeah. good not to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is He is a first-round pick. What if he doesn't win the Remington, though? He wants to go back and get well, it. Well, Tyler Beatty's is going to win it. So. Is that Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, no, those two are going to – that's a hell of a center – Duo in the draft. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah for real. Uh, you know, else, AJ. It's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell's with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed: where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. 
My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $1,000 and it only costs $100 to enter. What, 100000 I can't read. You win at least 100000 and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. This does sound cool. You said that last time you read it. It does. I would only recommend the service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Call to action. Oops. Join now and get up to $200 in free bets. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN. H-E-A-V-E-N. When creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. MyBookie. Okay, Big 12 defensive talk. Yeah, we're calling you to action, Rob. Heck yeah. Uh, we'll start on the interior defensive line. Uh, do you like who do you like who's your number one guy in the interior defensive line you know I was going to go with the Canadians Rob I didn't, we didn't even mention that Chuba Hubbard was Canadian oh we did forget that it's uh, so off brand for us but it uh, is. hey I'm doing it now uh, yeah Neville Gallimore the Oklahoma nose tackle my number one interior defensive lineman big boy 6'2", 330 uh, was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list apparently just an incredible athlete apparently he runs in, like sub 4'8 I don't know if that's, that's true. That's nuts if he does. Uh, but, like, you can tell he moves really well. Yeah, explosive for a nose tackle. Really powerful, plays good leverage, really strong bull rush. Uh, can swallow up the run. Would mm-hmm. like to see more of a consistent pass rush from him, um, just yeah. in terms of uh, using more than a bull rush in the pass rush game. But, he like, I have a third round grade on him. Yeah, I'm in the fourth. Yeah, fourth. Oh, sorry, I have a fourth. My bad. Oh, okay. I can't can't read. But yeah, he's (laughs) he's the type of nose tackle. Like you're not taking nose tackles in the first round, but he's a justifiable day two nose tackle. I'd say Uh, if if he takes another stride this year. Are you sure you're not taking nose tackles in the first round at Dave Gettleman? I just might be. Apparently they're playing they're playing uh, um, Dexter Dexter Lawrence at uh, five tech though. So did he really take a nose tackle in the first round? You tell me. Uh, but, yeah, I, Gallimore's a lot of fun. Uh, the Big 12 yeah, doesn't play defense, but when you see ga- guys like him who make flashy plays, always enjoyable. Oklahoma and TCU both have some guys. And by yeah. some, I mean TCU has one. No, they have, t- they have <laughs> two. My bad. Uh, did you like anyone else on the interior defensive line? Uh, no, not particularly. How about you? I like James Lynch, uh, the true junior five Baylor. tech for Baylor. Okay. I think uh, well-built five-tech, not a great yeah. athlete, but plays good leverage, um, strong hands. Like I'm, I. Uh, he's not great or anything. Like he's just he's my next guy. Okay, how much do you like him? Uh, late day three. Okay, no, apparently just because he's a he's that type of dude. Like he can stop the run and stuff like that. Yeah, I think like you could find a, a poor man's Derek Wolf there. <laughs> I'm gonna, that, no. Wow, I came up with that on the fly. That's just pro comp now. 
Poor man's Derek Wolf. Um, you know who's I was underwhelmed by? Who's had some hype? Malcolm Roach. Oh, I forgot how much uh, hype he's had. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed. Like either. I don't. He's a bit of a t- like the edge interior D line tweener, but he's not. He was a big recruit, wasn't he? I, I, he must have been because I don't know yeah. really why the hype other than Texas. Like Texas yeah. big recruit usually equals some hype, but that so that's exactly. probably it. But yeah, no, just not a great athlete. Doesn't use his hands all that well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't find that he added much as a pass rusher. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of just felt he was positionless when I was watching. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, Edge. Edge is horrible group, but I came away, I, unless you liked someone a lot. No, I didn't. Okay, so when I... I watched the edges we had on our list. I was like, yeah, no thanks. Whatever. Time to move on to the linebackers. I threw on one of the linebackers. I was like, this guy's just rushing the passer. I'm moving him to the edge spot because he's just playing edge. I don't know what happened here. Mark Jackson Jr. from Oklahoma. I, th- mm-hmm. I thought he, like, he's 6'1", 240, and I had him in the linebacker spot. And then I watched yeah. him. I was like, no, I'm... He's playing that oboe role that oboe played for them. Yeah. Where he's like being called a linebacker, but he's a pass rusher on the edge. I thought he was interesting. There was some stuff there. No, that's fair. I thought he had um, some bend and some explosiveness. Yeah. Now he's getting washed in the run game, and his size is really odd. And like, uh, he's the type of guy who I end up liking more than the NFL because I'm attracted to the explosive first step in the bend. Yeah. But, yeah, like 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 Hercules Matafa. Yeah, whoa, yeah. Apparently, Herc's balked up and playing three tech, and he's going to run show in Minnesota. So let's chill. He is because he's. I was super high on Matafa too. Also, Herc made, makes Mark Jackson look uh, look small. So <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. But yeah, I thought Mark Jackson. I, I found him very in, intriguing. I. This I is also after watching some horrible edge rushers. Do you think Ronnie Perkins is good? I know he's not eligible, but okay. I like I didn't watch the tape on him, but I kept yeah. saying who's number seven, and then every time I watch an Oklahoma defender, I'd be like, I hope yeah. this is number seven, and it never was. And then I I found out who Ronnie Perkins is. I was like, this guy might be a guy in two years or something. I I've been saying it. I like since last year. Really interesting. And he was another guy, big recruit. Flash on Oklahoma, just live games. Like again, no tape, but uh, yeah, interesting for next year. I think true, true soft. Yeah, probably. yeah. He's uh, he just kept flashing. I didn't know who he was, and I was like, "That's mm-hmm. a name." The classic when you're watching tape and someone else flashing, you write their name down for the future. Mm-hmm. I think he's like the first time that the the Oklahoma's had like a legit edge like that. Oh, okay. Anyways, Sorry, we'll Obo. see next year. Well, again, like he was a bit of a tweener. I, I, I loved Obo. I know you did. Yeah. Anyways, N- not great things coming out of Rams camp about Obo. No. Uh, all right. Let's just jump on over to the linebackers then. The off-ball linebackers. Um, who's your number one? Kenneth Murray's still my guy, baby. I have Kenneth Murray's my number one guy too, but I was slightly underwhelmed. Not to say, uh, not to say I have like a bad grade or anything. I'm just. I agree with I, you though, Rob. I'm not there with him that with the hype. He wasn't. Um, again, it, it, Kenneth Murray popped watching like lots of Oklahoma games live, as I'm sure everyone did last year. Uh, he was the guy, him and Perkins, I guess, but Murray especially. I'm like, holy cow, they actually have a linebacker. Throwing the tape wasn't, again, wasn't blown away like I expected it to be, but I still liked him a lot. Yeah, really, the, the thing with him is he's balls to the wall. Yes. Uh, really aggressive, and he's clearly explosive, but he'll yeah. miss tackles because he's over-aggressive. 
He'll yeah. uh, his instincts need to improve, but he's well built. Like I said, well built, explosive. Like and he's, I I don't know if you got him in a role where it's less he needs to rely on instincts to play, and more mm. just like, um, like schematically, you're just letting him go. Uh, he's got the yeah. tools. The tools are there. That's and I think that's Definitely. the whole point with him. And was only a true sophomore. Last yeah, year, so. just a tackling machine. But yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, my number two guy is the other Oklahoma linebacker, Caleb Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I honestly lots of flashes last year. Like he kind of. I came uh, away a, pleasantly surprised with him. Was a big recruiter, if I remember correctly. Yeah, five star. Um, yeah, didn't really put it together much until last year, and didn't play that much until last year. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, but, o- yeah, playing a lot of overhang. Mm-hmm. Six two two thirty one playing that overhang. I think he moves really well in space. Uh, he yeah. needs to improve as a tackler. He missed some tackles. But just the ability and coverage and overall athleticism, um, I think he could be a playmaker this year. Him and Kenneth Murray are just, like, clearly the two best linebackers, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And Oklahoma's defense is pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Um, I know they're not good on paper, but, like, uh, prospect – like, they have, a, they have the best interior guy. They have the best edge guy. They have the two best off-ball linebackers. They have – one of the best corners. Um, yeah. I just thought, yeah, the, the the stuff's there with Alex Grinch taking over as the defensive coordinator. They seem it's like a defense that could make a massive leap. Also, like, a lot of those guys feel like they're going to fit Grinch's defense really well. Yeah. Uh, did you like any of the other linebackers? Uh, not particularly. I felt like Elijah Sullivan and Daquan Patton were just kind of like Elijah Lee, but worse. Like just Kansas State seems to like every player's like kind of the same dude as the best dude, but just worse. They're a factory, baby. I think Elijah Sullivan's uh, just the athleticism and he flies around. He's, a, he's yeah. a special teams upside there. Special teams linebacker upside. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, no one else really. No, I'm just re- rereading my list. No one really. I, I never want to watch three Baylor linebackers again. <laughs> All right, let's just move over to corner. I feel bad that we're breezing through the defensive talk. It's just like there's but, one guy in each group. The DBs are are the best uh, overall group, though. I think. It's the Big 12. What else is new, right? Uh, okay. The cornerback group's really interesting. Uh, I think there's one dude who really stood out, though. Who is Jeff it? Gladney of TCU. Gladney's interesting. Apparently just him, an absolute athletic freak, dude. Yeah. I like, I like Gladney. I still like AJ Green. I do, too. Yeah, yeah he's my third guy. And I like Trey Brown. Trey, yeah. Trey Brown was the guy I knew nothing about, and I was like, this guy is your best corner. I don't know why he wasn't starting all year. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, AJ Green, I feel like I've been watching for a long time, just, I think, because of the name. But, yeah. Anyways, Gladney, go for it. Yeah, so so Gladney, um, this dude just, for a six foot 183 corner, he gave Hakeem mm-hmm. Butler hell. Yeah. Uh, I really like his instincts. I mentioned the athleticism. He was on Bruce Feldman's Freaks list. Um He'll miss tackles, but he's not, like, timid. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Uh, he needs to improve tackle consistently, consistency, but the want is there. Um, I like him both in man and zone. Like, I think the footwork and the instincts show off. He needs to improve a bit in his fluidity and just his overall hips can be tight sometimes. Like, the ball mm-hmm. skills a lot. And he's always playing, like, balls to the wall through the whistle. He's breaking up uh, the ball skills, uh, breaking up passes that are in Hakeem Butler's yeah. hands. That who's a guy who's got like four inches on him, fighting I, yeah, fighting fighting through the whistle like for the ball. Gladney yeah. is just a my type of corner. How high are you on him? Uh, fourth round grade. Okay, I got a fifth. Uh, 
And then my number two guys trade Brown the Oklahoma corner. Uh, I got I got AJ Green over Brown by like both of them. And with Trey Brown, 5'10", 182, smaller guy. But yeah, yeah, wasn't a starter all year, and then he came in and he was like just the best corner on the team. Yeah, uh, true sophomore last year. Too. Yeah, plays a lot bigger than he is. Uh, really mm-hmm. liked his physicality and man coverage. I think he needs to improve his footwork yeah. and his uh, hip fluidity. But yep. as a yep. as a man, off-man corner, I liked him a lot, and I thought he showed some uh, press ability as well and just smooth athlete. No, yes, and um, green, I, the length, and I think the ball skills are pretty good. Yeah, no, I well, it's interesting. AJ AJ Green is my third guy, and then their yeah. their other corner, Rudarius Williams, is my fourth guy, and both of them have some length mm-hmm. and um, press ability and uh, physicality. But yeah, AJ Green um, is definitely the him and Gladney are the the senior corners to watch in the Big Twelve. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, because like Trey Brown, it depends how much he plays. I mean, I guess I think yeah. I'm I'm guessing he, they're gonna like like Alex French isn't an idiot, so he'll play a lot. Yeah, I know. But like, even will he come out? I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. Definitely. But yeah, yeah the, uh, with a, with AJ Green, that length is clear in the press uh, press man. I like his footwork a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and he's improved his instincts and his tackling. But yeah, fair enough. I. I I mean, you have to think that eventually, like with the Big Twelve turning out receivers like nothing, that the DP's got to catch up eventually, right? You hope. Like it, it just had like they're the same athletes, you know. Some of these guys are playing DB, and some of the guys are playing receiver. Like you gotta. Yeah, parents should start making their kids play DB. You're right. We know. Like it's we a money position. Right. It's a money position. Um, also, I like to throw Hassan defenses defenses name out there from Kansas. <laughs> Heck of a name, but also made some plays. <laughs> I mean. He's draftable just on the name, right? I wish, but hey, he's probably definitely Kansas' best defensive player. It feels like Kansas always low-key has some good names on that team. Akeem Tlaib. Yep. Remember Fish Smithson? Don't forget that they had Akeem Tlaib and Chris Harris. That's true. Uh, so Want to move over to safety, or is there any other corners you'd like to talk about? No, no let's move to safety. All right. Uh, one of the best safeties in the country resides in the Big 12, and he plays Texas football. I think Brandon Jones is my second safety. In, yeah, Grant Delpit, then Brandon Jones for me. Stearns is good, too. I know he's not eligible, but... Oh, yeah, Stearns, Stearns is... I think Stearns is picked to be first-team All-Big 12 over Brandon Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a hell of a duo. Yeah, for sure. And Stearns that's lost wanna... to come last year as a freshman. Yeah, for sure. As a yeah, true freshman? Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Brandon uh, Jones. Six foot two ten, Really good build. Uh, yep. Really physical tackler. Uh, the TCU game felt like he made like 15 tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his range. Um, I think he can man up with uh, the tight ends of uh, yeah. in the Big 12, which is not that many. But hey, uh, he, can, <laughs> he, 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 yeah. he comes down and plays like an overhang nickel role at times too. Uh, things I'd like to see more of. Like I want him, him to improve his ball skills, just consistently finding the ball to break up passes. And overall mm-hmm. instincts, but yeah, I, I think Brandon Jones has a lot of tools. How how big of a grade do you got? Uh, I think I have a third. Okay, I've got a fourth on Jones. I, again, I agree with you. He's he's really good. And like Stearns and Jones are going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Jones uh, Jones just the ver- the knowing he can come down and play over top, but he can also or sorry, he, like he can come down and play over top tight ends and uh, slots, but also yeah. he can, he can like come into the box and he's just a consistent tackler. I just lo- love. His well-roundedness is uh, a big plus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who's your next safety? Ennis Gaines from TCU. Uh, draftable on him? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Like okay. he's uh, uh, he, the the uh, he first caught my eye and his name went in my list of names to watch for last year's draft after mm-hmm. the Ohio State game where it felt like he made every single tackle. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he got hurt and obviously he's back for his senior season. Um, and I threw on the tape and it was like the just the consistency as a tackler showed up a lot. Yeah, I kind of worry about the overall athleticism and his uh, ability in man coverage. I think. The instincts uh, are there in zone, but mm-hmm. like I, he's not a guy where with Jones I could consistently feel comfortable matching him up with tight ends. I don't feel that way about Gaines. It's almost like Gaines is playing this like pure overhang fifth DB that's really a linebacker role at TCU. Yeah, again, it's it's it's, it's the yeah it's that defense where it's going to be kind of wonky yeah the, the, they play the four two five and he's that five yeah. where it's yeah you're really you're a DB like, playing linebacker essentially but yeah six one two oh three listed I just think there's I'll a get, role for a guy like him mm-hmm. like a like, like a true box or yeah may, maybe I I I'd, I'd like to just see more of him at this point yeah I just haven't seen enough but I I no that's fair was I mean very yeah. intrigued by him for sure no that's fair. and then one more guy not a draftable but Greg Eisworth from Iowa State um I just see special team stud there <laughs> like they, they play and, uh, like the three safety thing and he's coming mm-hmm. up making like every tackle just the instincts yeah. and the physicality uh yeah. he's a redshirt junior too so he'll probably be back at Iowa State realistically but I don't know how you watch him and don't see Chris Marigos <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris Marigos underrated. I mean, again, I'm going to keep pounding the table for Marigos as a legit member of the LB. Heck yeah. Any other safeties here? Yeah, uh, Goolsby's on the all-name team, baby. I was so disappointed. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, I, I love Kansas State. I love his name. I swear, Goolsby, I, was I swear Goolsby was supposed to be, like, better. No offense, Goolsby, but I thought I heard some good things. You just heard yeah. his name. You thought that meant good things. Uh, okay, quickly. Uh, best offensive prospect in the Big 12 for you. Uh, CD Lamb. Wait, yeah, no. Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I didn't forgot to write it down. Yeah, Lamb. I have, and then Humphrey. Yeah, I I also have it as Lamb then Humphrey. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think CD Lamb's gonna be a borderline top ten pick, and just to me, he's clearly the second best receiver after Jerry Judy. Uh, best defensive prospect. Uh. I think I have Murray slightly over Jones. Okay, I, I have it Jones, Gallimore. No, I, I sorry, I have it. Yeah, Jones, Gallimore, Gladney, Murray. There, I don't have Gladney up there, but yeah, the, uh, Gallimore, Murray, and, and uh, Jones all the fourth rounds for me, all tight. Um. Yeah, but Oklahoma definitely has the most talent. And with Grinch, I'm really excited. I know this is that's more college football talk than NFL draft talk, but just with we these with too. these tools for Alex Grinch, yeah. a guy who turned that Washington State defense and then made Ohio State's defense pretty decent last year yeah. after uh, Greg Schiano. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what he does with Oklahoma. Quick, quick! I know it's college football talk, but how good do you think Jalen Hurts is going to be? I think he'll make a significant like he's going to put up numbers no matter what, both because of what he can do. In terms of the run game, this offense and Lincoln Riley, but I do think when he'll I, make an th- improvement as a passer. Yeah, and when I threw on the tape, uh, there was more to him as a passer than I thought while watching just live. Jalen, I agree. Uh, your big twelve pick, uh, Oklahoma over Texas. It's kind of hard to go anywhere else. 
I agree. I think I think Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's clearly better than Texas as long as I, Hertz yeah. is decent. Uh, but like Texas is the clear number two team. It's really a battle to see who's the third best team. I think that's between TCU and Iowa State. I agree, and I think it's kind of tight. Um, I think I'd go TCU just because the quarterback they have a quarterback issue, right? Wait, that's why you picked TCU? No, no, I'm thinking of. I was just thinking of third, but I mean. I think maybe I'll go Iowa State. Wait, what? <laughs> As a third. TCU doesn't team. have a quarterback, so they're your third best team. No, I said I. Th- that's my thought process, Rob. I know. I thought I'm at just first being I'd say, a Big Twelve uh, asshole. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> City of the week. It can't not be Morgantown, right? It it can't not be Morgantown. Like Morgantown's the. I'm not going to say that. Morgantown's the only city in the Big Twelve I I really want to be in. Hey hey hey. Three words, baby. Keep Austin weird. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll do it for us at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarchese13. You can follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, go to armchairmedianetwork.com, and you can listen to all kinds of podcasts, including our NFL podcast, Resting the Starters. Uh, or you can read my NFL draft articles there as well, where I'm going conference by conference as well and just uh, regurgitating this content. Uh, or go to profootballnetwork.com. You can read my AFC South articles. Thank you for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.